So that's it. After 56 games, the Sharks' 30th season is in the books. And wow, did they lay an absolute egg. We'll talk about this game. <laughs> oh, lordy. We'll talk about this season. Ah, oh, fuck. And we'll see what's holding the future up for the Sharks. Ah, shit. Right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is May 12th, 2021. The Sharks lose. Did they even show up? Not even sure. I think Mark Edward Vlasic's already on his plane back to Quebec. By a final of 6 to nothing over the Vegas Golden Knights, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. You know it. You love it. You've been here all season, and we appreciate you joining us here. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. So chat with us and fellow Sharks fans, and heck, hockey fans everywhere, join us in. If you want to laugh at us, might as well. Why not? Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans and hockey fans on the page of the app, and of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Hit that subscribe button to YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. I am Puck Guy 14 That is not AJ Strong. That is Marky Mark SJS. Hello. And also joining us tonight, it is Al Martinet. Hey, how you doing? I've had better seasons, man. Then again, I went through 11-71 and 2. That was pretty bad as well. I um, mean... I, I'm. Go ahead. This has been. I mean, this this is this this is the effort they put on all season. Um, I don't know if you want to get into it already, but like, this is a pathetic effort all season. I mean, against Vegas, another losing effort. Uh, I think they're now sixteen zero and one since they've entered the league. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. It's not much of a rivalry unless you include that one playoff round that was really epic, but it's really just been single-handedly Vegas all the way around. Uh, to a matter of fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they have one regulation victory in the regular season for the, for the Sharks. Uh, everything else <laughs> uh, it has been in overtime. I think... I, and I want to say all three of them have been Logan Couture, if I'm not, you know. But it is what it is, folks. And uh, we're here to break it down. Um, somehow we're going to break this game down. Uh, Sharks lose 6 nothing. Uh, yeah, uh, It was ugly early. It was ugly often. And um, a, a lot of don't want to be here. And if you don't want to be here and don't show up for this for a game like this, I don't know, if you're playing for your damn job, it looks like you guys really don't want to be here. So, first period, Alex Petrangelo with a rocket backhander that um, Melnichuk, you know, like, huh? Made it one nothing. That turns out to be the freaking game-winning goal. Uh, you know, uh, Kolasar with, you know, <laughs> a goal just, you know, 
not even four minutes later to make it two nothing. I think at this point the sh- the shots were twelve uh, two in favor of Vegas at the time. Uh, and and Mark, as I come to you after twenty minutes, uh, out sh- Vegas was out shooting the Sharks twenty to six. It it looked like yeah. Um, it was uh, it was setting the stage for a very long night, and one that definitely was going to favor Vegas. And despite the fact that Melichuk didn't look very good in the first period, he still had a 90 save percentage because he faced that many shots. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just one-sided, and that pretty much was the way the rest of the night carried through. Yeah, and that's nice to to see, but, you know, Vegas, kudos to you. I mean, you got in everything. You paid $500 million to sit out the expansion draft, get everything handed to you. GMs, I don't know what to do with an expansion draft. Boy, I can't wait for them to do Seattle in a, in a couple of months. You know, but but Al, I mean, not show up again. <sighs> this team is has a lot of four depth issues. Um I don't even blame this on the goaltender performance. It's just we can't get the puck out. We can't support our goaltending. And, you know, like we've only we had, what, eight shots through the second period? through this, And that's just not acceptable. Um, the best shot we had all, all day was when Marlo had that breakaway where he totally fanned on it. And entering today's game, we were kind of hoping that Marlo might have a game-winning goal because this is the only team that he hasn't had a game-winning goal against. Um, but even that, it just seemed like Vegas wasn't really playing against the Sharks. They were playing against Colorado, who they are really competing for that presence trophy. Yeah, Both of them, and kudos to them. They're, both teams handed to you. Hell of a team, hell of a roster, great management. You've done a heck of a job throughout all of this, and it's, you know, it's just frustrating. You know, uh, we knew this was going to be a tough year. We knew it was going to be bad. Uh, April did this team in, and honestly, it's just like, wow. It's just frustrating. You can use all the excuses you want, but, uh, you know, Guys, come on. Yeah, and we can get into it more a little bit later, but I think tonight and the last few weeks of play show how far this team is really off from the top teams in the division. And I looked it up um, during the game. The Sharks against Vegas, Colorado, and uh, Minnesota this season were, I think, 5-17-2. So if you look at the top three teams in the division – there's just absolutely no competition there where you can say the Sharks are stacking up against these teams. And I didn't hear the full Doug Wilson interview earlier, but it sounds like the, the franchise just doesn't look at the team the way the fans are looking at the team right now because this team is a long way off from competing with Vegas, Colorado, and even now the Wild. I mean, yeah. and and that's the thing is that now you're having teams that are going to be leapfrogging you. And it's like, and granted, I will give full kudos to Doug Wilson for keeping the window open as long as he did. I mean, he came in in 03, 
had a pretty similar, you know, team to right now to work with. And Ashley came, uh, you know, and got that team to overachieve and get, you know, within six wins of the cup in his first year. And to have that from 04 to 2019, a 15-year run, the only thing that's missing is the big shiny thing and their names engraved on the cup. Um, let's get to a couple of Super Chats, by the way, because tonight's the last show for After Dark. Uh, I know Pucknologist will be going on on, on Sunday, uh, but we also want to give give you all the love tonight because tonight uh, we're, we're venting out as much as possible, probably as much as you guys have all season long. So we'll start off with Burge7F91, a $5 Super Chat donation. And Super Chats are donations to the show. They come back and, and help us out and uh, make the ends meet and help us out, you know, upgrading stuff and keeping everything uh, so that way nobody's paying for uh, all this, you know. Uh, but Burge seven F ninety one. So Doug Wilson owns the Sharks as Mario Lemieux owns the Penguins. Didn't the Sharks go bankrupt in the early two thousands? Why is why is why his future so secure? Fifteen straight years in the playoffs. Um, he's been he's been consistent with his GMing approach, but in the last four years he's changed, signing. Long contracts like Velasic, Jones, EK65. Um, it's really just been this last four years that I've really blemished his record. Yeah, I I, I know AJ's talked about it on the technologist about it, you know, a number of times how how Doug Wilson's only missed 15, 20, 21, which is great, but if you break it down. Into the last five years, you've now missed the playoffs three out of the last six years. Yeah. And yes, one year that was a trip to the Stanley Cup final, Mark, and, and that was a wonderful time. You and I were both at a Stanley Cup final game. And, uh, you know, it, it pains to to see how, how rough this team has fallen. Yeah, it really does. Like, to see a team that was in the Stanley Cup final had the unfortunate matchup with the Penguins that year, because I think we could have beaten the lightning had they advanced. Mm -hmm. And then a couple uh, years later, we're in the conference final couple of games from the Stanley Cup final. And we have all the injury issues. So you look at Wilson's tenure and the guy's done some amazing work. He's gotten out of players that we didn't want to have. He's brought in stars for pennies on the dollar. He's done a great job, but where we've lacked during his tenure is obviously in the drafting department with the first few rounds. And then I think with him just giving out too much term with these contracts <laughs> and I'm not even really against keeping him. I just don't like that. If he thinks this team is ready to compete again next year, like we need major changes. I'm talking three to four, probably big time players that don't just grow on trees, right? This team needs a lot more help. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Al. I no, I mean, like, absolutely right. Gotcha. All right. Moving on to the second period here. Uh, by the way, Rob, with a super chat donation for $20. Appreciate it, Rob. Uh, thank each and every one of you on air in the chat for making this crappy season a bit more enjoyable. Here's to another good season. Go Sharks, Giants, and Niners. Yeah. Uh, I think the focus kind of turns on to that or, or 
you're a hockey crazy mad loving about this game you know i <laughs> you uh you uh can't stop but torment yourself with the playoffs uh, starting as early as saturday but uh in the second period well you know vegas had the worst lead in hockey that's right a two nothing uh lead is usually called the worst lead in hockey in case you guys didn't know that um but uh in the second period, Will Carrier uh, makes it, you know, three nothing. Then, you know, Jonathan Mucho Salt, stop wasting my time on my Instagram. You know, makes it <laughs> four nothing. And that's for those of you who remember the playoffs last year and such. Uh, but uh, you know, a lot more of the same. And of course, Mark, you you hit it on the head. The the probably the best, the best play all all night for the Sharks going in was. Patty having that chance and kind of reminiscing about the glory days of, of Patty. Imagine if he had scored on that, that would have at least made one uh, redeeming quality of this night. That would have been a beautiful moment scoring in what could be his last game in the NHL or with the Sharks. It absolutely should be. Um, He still has a skating, you know, ability that he's always had, but his hands aren't quite there um, as he used to be. Yeah, it definitely looks like he's got his his skates, uh, you know, which, which, you know, there was no takers at the trade deadline for Patty. And, um, you know, that kind of makes you wonder. And there was one more lap that he took out at the end of there. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's. I mean, Pittsburgh it's, it's, traded for Marlowe last year. Yeah. So um, I think many teams are probably scared away from how bad Pittsburgh was eliminated last year. Um, so I don't think that was there was really I don't think there was any market for Marlowe. And honestly, unless it's like a sweetheart deal to go back to Toronto. I can't see it. And I think Toronto. You know, doesn't even have a hole for him to. Hole in their line to fill in, you know, uh, Kevin Lacey in the chat. Oh, let me get back to that uh, super chat donation though. Uh, John, uh, really want to thank you for that. Let me get back up here because that's not fair to you. But I'll let you guys chew on this uh, from Kevin Lacey. Marlowe will only be back if the Sharks find they have holes in their lineup like these past two seasons. Yeah, uh, I pretty much agree with that. I could yeah. see um, if they think they've got a fourth line hole or a third line hole them maybe bringing him back, especially if they don't get the players they want in the off season. Right. Um, but yeah, at that point you might be holding back a young player from being in the lineup. So I don't know if that's the best move. The only landing spot I could see is if Toronto gets eliminated again, you might see Marlowe replace Thorin Just veteran bare minimum. What, whatever, how much that costs. Um, you go for one more round. I know Marlowe, big fan of Toronto, big fan of, grew up liking Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I could see that being the only spot. Um, but even then, that's a pretty big stretch compared, just because of how he performed this season. Yeah, and it's, it, it's not possible to me. I mean, but guys, I think it's a major indicator that if Patrick Marlowe is on this team next season, it goes to show you 
that they have absolutely nothing ready to go in the in the development system that's available to the big league team. Like I get it, Ozzy Weisbutt has been with the Barracuda. He's looking pretty f- good. He had a great year with the Prince Albert Raiders in the WHL. Um, I know a lot of us in the Discord chat are super excited about Thomas Bordalo, uh, and, and maybe even Tristan Robbins, who who I think got called up to the uh, to the uh, uh, AHL squad. So that'll be a big pickup, for maybe for the Barracuda to begin their Pacific Division tournament run. Uh, but if Patty's on this team, and you know, I love me some Patty. I just dropped off my jersey to get customized for a Patty jersey, you know. But if Patty's on this team next season, that's just asking for trouble. Yeah. So, John Boca League, I hope I'm saying that right. Thank you very much for your super chat donation, thanking us for another fine year. We really appreciate it to you. Uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you, uh, and we have 58 people watching. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Let's get on here. Let's go. I, I would love to see, and only 18 likes. Let's pump that up. Come on. Let's go. I, w- I, want, I want more likes than the Vegas Golden Knights had shots on goal tonight. I mean, <clears throat> let's, let's be real here. That, that's what's going to get you your wraparound tonight, all right? So you better make it happen. Um, you know. But third period, another pair of goals. I, I, hey, at least Vegas is consistent in actually doing something. Uh, Sakura with his first two goals of the year uh, to kind of, you know, just throw more salt into the grave here for, for the Vegas Golden Knights. But um, enough about the Sharks for a moment. Uh, uh, Al, I'll begin with you. Vegas. Are are they coming out of the West? I know Colorado's right there, but is Vegas coming out of the West? I think they're the most complete team. Um, I think Amblinch is the most skilled team, so it would be an interesting second-round matchup. But they have solid four lines. They have, you know, two goaltenders you can swap in and out that you, you can rely on. Um, like, I'm... Really looking forward to that matchup in the second round. Yeah, I, I think that second round will be ideal. I think it'll be great. Uh, how how pissed off will the league be if if St. Louis or Minnesota uh, upsets either one of Vegas or Colorado? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So that was pretty much it. Huge kudos to Mark Andre Fleury who uh, somehow has recovered from the dagger injury he had during last season's bubble um, and, and and posted up another shutout. I, I, I mean, Vegas, you know, reeking, reeking the, the hat, you know, the, the rewards of being able to play a season without worrying about their goaltender getting exposed in an expansion draft. It's going to be, you know, and Ian's saying it right here. Vegas is going to be a tough out for any team they face. I hope they don't get a five-minute power play. Just saying. Uh, but for the Sharks, yeah. it's a, it's a, it is an absolute putrid way to go into the season, uh, go into the off season, losing six nothing. And you know, Vegas sweeps the Sharks. You know. 
I mean, Vegas is, is, is eight against the Sharks. You know, there were, and honestly, only two of the games were blowouts. 4 nothing on March 6th, and then tonight, 6 nothing. Um well, and the Sharks had a few leads in those, and and uh, you know, but it, it's just another bitter pillow, pillow, bitter pill to <laughs> swallow. Easy for me to say. Uh, but to to finish twenty one twenty eight and seven, you get only forty nine points. Um, you know, uh, it, it's. It's frustrating. If you came into this season with low expectations, because last year was more disappointing um, with all the injury concerns, um, you would hope that EK65 would be more consistent this year round. Um, that didn't really turn, didn't really see this, didn't really see anything out. But honestly, it's going to be a tough stretch the next couple of years. Um, yep. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I think this is easily a three- or four-year turnaround. Um, I, I, I've said it previously. Um, I came into the season with very low expectations. So this isn't like a dagger in my heart. Last year was way more bitter for me because I actually believed in that team a bit more. And I thought the youth would step up a bit more last year. And we saw that that didn't happen. And while we have some glimpses of uh, positivity from some of the young players, I still want to see a lot more there. So... Yeah, I I think what really was em, not embarrassing, but showing what this team is made of is right when we had that point in the middle of the season where we were on the cusp of the playoffs after a few wins, how we went on that terrible losing streak against the better teams when we, you know, inevitably played them. And then also just finished the season with, I think, three wins in our final, what, 15 games, something like that. So it... It's just a horrible final stretch of the season. The, the season was lost on April 6th when they lost against the Ducks 6-1. Um, yeah, that was... string the freaking-ass goaltender. And that was after they lost against L.A. twice. And then right after that, they lost to L.A. again twice. Um, you could have made up serious ground in the playoff race. Um, but this season, like... I think they've just been frauds all year. Like, and I know that everyone's been putting all, you know, decent effort all year, but like, if you're not going to support your goaltender, it doesn't matter who's in the net. It could be Marin Jones. It could be a game to Barkov. Right. It could be anyone. And the forward depth has just not done their job all year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you could go, you can go, and pick through this team, you know, quickly. Forwards didn't get the job done with goaltending, or with with goals. the The defense didn't help their goaltender out much. Uh, the goaltending was horrific. Mm. I mean, if mm. there's ever a message to send to Martin Jones that your effort isn't good enough, is having Koshinash play one of the last three games, having Melnichek getting thrown at the Wolves to, you know, the Coyotes and, and frickin' Phil Kessel scoring half of his goals against the Sharks and <laughs> and the Vegas Golden Knights who you know were going to just be throwing everything at the net because they had something to play for. 
now they sit and wait, you know, wondering if it, you know, whether or not Colorado is going to get it done. Uh, and it, it sucks because freaking looking at Koja Nash, you know, uh, on the night, just, you know, six goals on 44 shots, a beautiful 864 save percentage. It, it's just frustrating. You know, uh, uh, AJ, uh, you mentioning, you know, this season was lost when they lost 17 of 27 games and a 29th ring power play. That kind of hit its on the head, too. They couldn't hold the lead. They s- dropped the, the choker tag, you know, freaking... They dropped the, the choker tag, you know, when they made it to the cup final. This season alone, they brought it back. You know, 17 of 27? I mean, I know bad... And Chris saying bad teams are bad, but... Damn, I didn't think we were this bad, and and, and that's shame team. on me. But yeah. I I thought they would at least compete a little bit better than this this season. The Sharks blew thirteen leads um, this season. Seventeen. Uh, seventeen. So seventeen leads. Like if if you just look at it like at half of it, like you get half those games back. Maybe they're pushing for a third spot. Maybe they're pushing for a fourth spot. Um. You know, they had their chance, and they just kept on blowing it. Yeah, but even even so, realistically, think about if this team found a way to have won some of those games and squeaked into the playoffs. I mean, is there any doubt they wouldn't be swept in a series by any of these top teams? Yeah. So I I really think this team is exactly where they belong, and that is the bottom of the standings. Um, You know, sure— there were a few games. I think a lot of these leads were probably in the first period, too, if I'm guessing, um, because the second period is usually where we lost our game this year. But, um, yeah, this team had no business making the playoffs. Even midseason, when we thought there was a chance, not that we were necessarily hoping for it, some of us, but um, that was mostly because other teams were struggling in a surprising fashion. Uh, John John with the Super Chat donation. Thank you very much, bud. Thank you for being here all year. Uh, for me, it's not the lack of talent. It's a lack of pride in showing up to do your job. Kane is about the only one that improved. Timo and LeBanc have not been focused. Um, you know, and, and kudos to Evander Kane for, you know, it, for having a, an exceptional year when he could have not have an exceptional year. Um, but then to go on to the second part of his comment here, Timo, hey, way to show up the last three of the last four games when you, you're virtually done and we're wondering where the heck you were on the fourth line. Kevin LeBanc, you know, yeah, you took the sweetheart deal th- last year. Thank you very much. This year, where'd you go? You know? I think he's been decent. He just hasn't been consistent enough. Um, if you were to look at it as an 82-game season, it would equal out to what his contract is. So it is what Doug Wilson paid Kevin LeBanc to do. Um, it's just Timo Meyer is the bigger issue with the Sharks. And what they do with him is going to decide what the Sharks do for the next five years. 
I do think um, LeBanc is adequately paid. Um, but the issue for me is just I feel like he's underperforming. Um, I think with his talent, the guy should not ever be less than a 55, 60-point player. And I'm talking doing that while also, you know, playing good all around. Obviously, he's tailored towards the offensive end and power play, things like that. But I just I don't watch LeBanc on a nightly basis and think this guy's playing inspired hockey. I, you know, the analytics people will be like, Hey, you know, he hasn't been horrible, but you know, yeah, he needs to step up on his, on his offensive production. I mean, a 60 point season, I mean, roughly jerk. Where's your, where's your math? You know, (laughs) I think it'd be rough, be roughly like 40 points. And it's uh, frustrating to see that. To see that, and you know, we haven't even mentioned, you know, the one that that gets usually picked on it, and part of, the, and let's be honest, part of the reason why, um, you know, that that we're in a in a rebuild of sorts, and that's Eric Carlson. You know, he had a nice stretch down, you know, at the end there, but again, it just needs to be better. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think you're ever going to get eleven and a half million out of Carlson at this point. I think I'll be happy if we can get like an eight to nine million dollar player out of him. Um, I do think he improved as the season went on, but he's still just not at that level where you're talking franchise player. You're talking top 10 player in the NHL. And I think some of that comes down to the lack of um, depth up front. Guys like him and Burns are always going to somewhat suffer without a good or elite off forward group. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have to expect to see more 11 and a half million. The guy's getting paid. He should be one of the best defensemen in the NHL every single night. And if you look at how Vegas structures their team, their team, Alex Portangelo has, is only getting paid 8 million. Um, they are forward set up like, you know, Alex Portangelo, 7 million, most of their forwards are getting paid, but it's structured that you get four solid lines and they're consistently good. And and that's the funny thing, Al, is that they didn't have a full lineup in tonight. They only had 17 skaters. That just hit my head as you as you were mentioning that. They only had 17 skaters tonight and they still yeah. destroyed a 6 nothing. I don't even know how much time on ice... Mark Stone had, but I barely saw him out there tonight. And they still get destroyed. Like, my God. Mark Stone is getting paid $9.5 million, And he's still young. <laughs> like, oh, it is potentially you. one of the best contracts in the NHL right now. Um, even, like, Shea Theodore, $5.2 million. Like, they have gotten significant bargain deals that have set up the team for the next five years. Let's say something else. Jerk, uh, thank you, bud. Uh, eight of LeBanc's 12 goals were high-value goals. Uh, if you haven't experienced Jerk's uh, goal value system, it, it's something to to, you know, to fathom because I think it really goes to show you how key you know goals can be in certain places. So, uh, 
So Chief scores when it matters, even if it's not as much as we want. Totally get that. Uh, so uh, Ian's saying, you know, sharks were mentally already mentally on their flights home. Yeah. You know, Andy, man, even when they lost to uh, Colorado, uh, Vegas had 15 skaters two nights ago. I mean, that's just unfathomable, you know. So it's a module, Eric. Oh, excuse me. I call it an experience, but it's way better than a fanatic experience. Sorry. Sorry. You know, geez. Okay. So let's get to some of the comments coming out of the locker room before I get, you know, beat up in the chat some more. Uh, from Bugner, the positive we get to see some new faces, prospects, and restock the shelves. Uh, being able to experience Marlowe breaking the record was amazing. Just a good learning experience uh, coming out of there. Uh, we had to take a step backward now to take steps forward in the future. Next season will be a completely different set of expectations. Um, guys, let me ask you here. Uh, and, and Vlasic was adamant about competing for playoffs and competing for a cup next season. Um, <laughs> did he have much poutine? <laughs> they're, I think they're all just clueless. I, that's the only explanation I have. These guys are um, absolutely clueless. And they all seem to be buying into this idea, too. So that that worries me a little bit. I know they have to say a lot of these things for... The media, you can't just outright say, yeah, we suck and we're going to suck next year. But at the same time, this overwhelming optimism following a season like this, I just don't get it. Look, if they come in the start of the season with a good, solid stretch, maybe they can do it. But Arizona is moving to the Central Division. Uh, Edmonton, we're going to see more. Um, and we're going to see Seattle more. Well, we're just going to see Seattle, period. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a tough stretch for the Sharks. I think they're going to be one of the bottom teams for the next couple of years because the Ducks and the Kings have been getting better for the past couple of years, and their new talent is going to start making its way to the major leagues. Um it's only a matter of time. Like this was eventually going to happen, but losing Arizona puts the Sharks in a precarious situation. So, you you lose Arizona, St. Louis, Minnesota, and Colorado. You get back uh, uh, Seattle, which you really think, oh, they're an expansion team because we all know about how you know how money buys you a <laughs> almost a trip to a Cup final, uh, and then you also get. McJesus, you also get Calgary. You're gonna see yeah. bitter beer face. Bitter beer face. I'm Daryl Slaughter. You know, <laughs> you're also going to get Vancouver uh, coming back, and who knows what they're gonna look like because they're they're hot garbage and about to lose their minds, even though they have a good young core that they're slowly building upon. Yeah, I think the division actually will be a bit weaker. Um, next year than what we dealt with this year. Um, but I do think Seattle actually has a better chance next year of being a better team than the Sharks do. I know that's a bit of a stretch, but after what we saw happen with the um, last expansion draft, unless GMs did learn their lesson, which I'm highly doubting, 
I can see Seattle still coming away with a very strong team. I, I think they learned their, their situation with the, the GMs, but I think now because of everything that's happened with COVID and how everybody's tight against the cap, you're going to see those deals that Vegas got because of teams needing that extra money to get out from under. I mean, I, I don't think, I, mean, I know Vegas is exempt from the draft, but I mean, I, I would think they would like to play with a full 20 <laughs> skaters on the night. Uh, or most nights, if anything. Around the trade deadline, Doug Wilson said he was looking to acquire two more draft picks. So currently the Sharks have eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so around 10 was yes. the number he he said about. So unless there's a deal that's under the table right now, um, that's something to look out, look out for during the offseason is who is getting traded is like Brent Burns getting moved for something. And, and that's, and that's the adamant talk that keeps going around it with tonight. Yes. I mean, Patty Marlowe may have played his last game as a shark. He may have played his last game in, as an NHL player. He, but you also have, does Brent Burns get exposed? Do they sweeten the deal for them to take Brent Burns? I'd be, I think it would be a little bit different if Burnsy, if Seattle was in a different division. I, that'd be really tough to swallow for Sharks fans seeing Brent Burns in a different uniform. But granted, he is getting up there in age, guys, and and it's going to come and hurt down the road. Uh, but the future is now for the Sharks, and it's going to be how they're going to be battling for spots next season. Uh, Booner goes on to say, I think Molosh will battle for a playoff spot or battle for a spot on this team next season. He could have had a great camp and beat someone out. Yarish had looks, and of course, Princeton, his compete keeps him around. You know, uh, DW. Uh... Go ahead. I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that comment. I, I, I didn't think any of those guys looked like they were NHL ready for a full season. Um, I actually, with the guy we just signed um, to his first deal today, um, Ataka, I'd be more surprised. I would be less surprised if he even came in and battled because of the style of play he has. And um, I just, I don't see a future, a huge future for those defensemen. They're all kind of maybe bottom pairing fill in guys. Um, Pashnuk maybe could f- become like long-term an NHLer, um, and he definitely has some bright spots. But I don't see where the coach is saying that these guys are going to jump in next year and be entirely different players. I mean, that's what we were expecting from you know Shimolevsky and Chakovich, you know, with uh, you know coming into 2019-20, where those were the guys that are coming up to be the guys to help us out. Didn't happen. And then there was a scramble, you know, um, you know, moving on where Doug Wilson said earlier in the week, uh, the areas we need are goaltending and the and the third you know, center spot. But we also think we've positioned ourselves during the expansion year to be able to identify ad pieces we think we need going forward. So. <laughs> goaltending, boys. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know if that's an indication that the buyout's going to happen for Joner or not, but I mean, that that seems like, you know, that seems like that's kind of waiting in the wings, per se. If the Sharks want to compete, I think they should keep Jones, which I it's going to make a bunch of people pissed, but, you know, sitting him for the past three games is not a good sign. And I think the writing is obviously on the on the wall that a buyout is definitely coming. Um, but this season isn't Jones' fault. It's you know the defense not playing right, and the forward depth just not working towards clearing out the pucks. We've seen time and time again where the Sharks have possession and they just can't clear, clear the zone. Yeah. So adding to that. Um... I do agree that this season is definitely not Jones' fault. I mean, this is a complete team failure this year. But that being said, I don't see how the franchise can really justify giving Jones, what, a fourth chance now? The guy, to me, looks done. And I think the end of the season treatment with the young goalies um, is definitely a sign of that. But Jones, at his best this season was a good NHL goalie, but that was very a very short period of time. Um, there was a longer period of time here. He was average or far below average, and you just can't move forward as a franchise, especially if you think you're going to compete, I think, with him in that. Yeah. I mean, you need to, you need to improve from that, maybe. I, yeah. I, think it, I think it sends a message big time when, you blow a 4-2 lead to Colorado when you are already on the just on the cusp of being eliminated from the playoffs and let a squeaker go through, you know, losing the game 5-4. The coach is basically calling him out and doesn't doesn't and sends the biggest message of them all saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with two unknown rookies to play in the final year." Yeah. So that's that's where it is, folks, right now. Uh, you know, with with that um, down the road, uh, you know, you're going to have a bunch of other guys. I mean, Kanijov was supposed to go to the World Championships. He's going to have surgery on Friday uh, on something. You know, Melnichuk played his heart out, was battling with the rest of the boys. He'll learn from it and come back stronger. Uh, you know. Uh, my dad told me no matter what the no matter that no matter the score, how cool was it to play with Marlo, uh, from Brinson Passenchuk. Uh continuing on here, um from Kinejov, there were a lot of ups and downs. I was blessed to stay in the lineup all year, try learning try to learn from my mistakes, and I'm just happy with the way it worked out for me this season. You know. Uh I mean Guys, let, let's let's try to be a little positive here. Who who are the youngsters? And and I would probably say it's going to be Kanijov. Who are the youngsters showed you something to kind of get excited about going into camp next year? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Kanijov was probably most surprising for me because I still don't think. A year or two ago, anyone saw him being an NHL player. Um, there were a few scouts who highly rated him or just had good things to say about him. But his development 
into being a reliable defenseman has been a huge plus this season. Uh, Bugner going on saying, I told the guys we can't get anywhere unless our best players are our best players. Wow, he's been watching, listening to Morning Tide. Uh, be ready, be in shape, and let's go next season. Are you implying that they weren't ready and in shape this season? I mean, yeah, they had to start in Arizona. They had to move everything out to Arizona. I get that. And I get that that can be a reason why things struggle and the whole the whole twelve game road trip to start the year was a th- was a thing. But I mean that almost seems like what? You guys weren't ready? I mean the Sharks had their chance. Um if they would have just been they've done most of their damage against bad teams this season. Ducks, Wild, Kings. That's where a majority of their points have come this season. Um, like Mark said, like they just haven't competed well against the top teams in the league. Um, and maybe it might get easier next year just because the divisions are going back to normal. But um, yeah. It, it'll be tough. It'll, it'll be tough either way. Uh, I mean, it depends. It depends on, you know, hopefully Canada is all set and ready to go. You know, so I I just hope that they are, uh, you know, able to uh, come back strong, give a better effort, I think. I think we all know that they're not going to make, that they probably won't make the playoffs next year. But... You know, give a damn, I think is more. Give a damn. So, all right. With that, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's part of me that's like, man, I'm going to be bummed. There's no more Sharks hockey this season. But then, guys, there, there's a little bit of me that says, like, thank God this season's over. You know. I I hope that it gets easier next year. Um, again, it's a full season next year. Um, more rookies are going to see the ice next year, of course. But I still have major concerns with Bob Budner about is he the right coach for this team? Um, he used to be the Florida Panthers coach. And honestly, like you see what they're doing right now. I still think there should be some sort of hot seat for him right now. For Bugner, you're saying? Yep. I actually agree. Yeah. I I think there were times where I I think the give a damn meter uh kind of you know, kind of just fell fell apart. And, <laughs> and and honestly, DGAF and I think it showed tonight honestly. But there's a little of me that kind of looks over at Florida, looking at they they're about to go into the playoffs, and, and you know, all of a sudden they look like a like a team out of nowhere, you know, and that's coaching, and that's the former place that that Bugner coached at. So I think yeah, there's some heat on Bugner. I, if it's not from the team, I think it's from him personally, to improve this team, to improve his ways. 
but he needs better players. I, I think that's easier said than done. And he's the players that are going to be here, they'll be even better than they were. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's tough to judge him based on this team and this lineup, but it's just weird to see. I mean, the Sharks didn't go through any formal, I think, interview process with coaches or bringing in other coaches. We pretty much just handed the job to him after, um, after uh, getting rid of getting rid of DeBoer. And then you look at, like I said, like or Al said. Florida's been better since he's been gone. True, they've added a lot of other pieces, but I just I don't see evidence that he's necessarily the coach who should be carrying us through this transition right now. Yeah. You know, uh, Chester Chiva coming in with a hot take, and Chester has been around since the beginning of our program, so it's good to see you, Joshua, in here. Uh, but saying this team has no fight, no heart, no guts. They don't play like they care about uh, about fans. They look like a group of guys that are only out there for a paycheck. Um, you know, it can look that way to some people, and that's the frustrating thing because this is a business in the long run, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, they need to sell tickets. And you look at the Bay Area landscape, and we talked about this before. The Giants are in first place. The A's, although they are struggling like crazy and now have those relocating rumors going around like like a plenty, you know, have been playing well. The Warriors are the Warriors. They have a brand spanking new arena. The Niners, you know, they have, yeah, they had a rough year, but they still look like they're they're going to be a contention. The Sharks are have a losing record for the second year in a row. They aren't going to the playoffs. You know, they're just nothing right now. And they need something to, to get butts in the seats. And yes, I'll be there opening night. Hopefully we're doing the show opening night from, from the bar overlooking Santa Clara Street and uh, having a good time. But I hope there's a full barn that night and beyond that. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have. Uh, do we actually get to? Uh, do we actually get to the shots on goal mark? We had at forty. Come on, people! One more. One more. Otherwise, I got to break out short house, and my gosh, actually, no. Uh, oh, God, I'm going to just do it just for the hell of it. <laughs> Make him stop. Uh, it's close enough. It's 40. We'll do it. Uh, Oilers winning overtime 4-3. to three. Uh, Cahoon with the game winner. Uh, Connor McJesus, 104 points. Uh, something special. There we go, 44. Thank you. We did it for... Uh, for that uh toronto loses in overtime four to three san ramon native austin matthews gets his 41st in a losing cause josh norris his 17th of the season on that one uh golden knights six nothing over sharks yeah whatever you know what else was go six nothing uh tonight 
the Avalanche win 6 nothing. Jonas Donskoy with the uh, game-winning goal in there with a crazy game as the Avalanche and Golden Knights trade 6 nothing shutout wins uh, in there as they battle for the West Division title. And then finally, Blues win 4 nothing over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Barbership Schwartz, Perron, and Tori Krug with goals in that one. So, and telling us how I'm, how horrible I am. All right. So that'll do with the the reach around on this night. So, uh, as we move along here, what's going to happen next for the Sharks? Well, the June second, we'll we'll find out if if we have the magic combination of the draft lottery ping pong balls, uh, that'll tell us where the Sharks are at. They are currently uh, have the eighth best odds, but with Calgary, LA, Vancouver, you know, the Canucks, the Canucks being with the uh, next thing. Hey, there we go. Hey, get Puck Guy a new cable. Wow, he's so wonderful. All right. Uh, July 21st, the Seattle expansion draft. That's when the Kraken will take one player off of our roster. We'll see how that works. We'll get into more of that. Hey, watch the pathologists. They'll, they'll tell you how wonderful uh, this that'll be. The 23rd and 24th, the NHL entry draft uh, will be taking place, and that's when we'll find out who the Sharks will get. So, you know, we'll get on to that. Uh, late July, we, we will eventually find out how we're going to plan our lives for the next 12 months after that. Uh, and then July 28th, free agent frenzy. So... That will do it for that. So there you go. That's kind of your pl your plan coming up. You know, we'll be covering all of this throughout the off season. We can't control ourselves. We just love watching the Sharks and rooting for the Sharks and talking about the Sharks. Because honestly, if you want to talk about Steph Curry ankle, ankle uh, you know, supporters, well, you know, that's what you got radio for. You, you have us. So, with that, I think it is time to wrap things up. Uh, Mark, considering it's, you know, Fallon and, and Colbert, thank you very much uh, for the, uh, for joining us over, <laughs> you know, in the Eastern time zone. Uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Of course. <laughs> it's always great to be here. Um, final thoughts. Uh, the Canucks have a few games left. Everyone should root for them because the Sharks can still move up one spot. Uh, with the Senators winning today, we've locked in at least um, the top eight pre-lottery for the draft. So everyone should root for the Canucks in their final few games. And let's get all excited for the draft lottery next month. And uh, you can all find me on Twitter at Mark E. Mark SJS. Uh, thank you very much, Mark. Uh, if you ever need an XLR cable, there's the link for it right there. Al Martinet, buddy, thank you very much for uh, joining me on here for a number, of, you know, a number of things. So we can. Uh, hey. Okay. So, your final thoughts uh, on where the people can find you. First and foremost, uh, thank you to everyone who has donated. Thank you to everyone who has watched this season. Um, it means a lot. Love talking hockey. Um, I know this season has sucked, for, but um, 
it's really just been great talking with everyone at Teal Town. I uh, do want to do a special shout out to everyone at the crew, Kevin Lacey, Eric Landy, AJ, Hockey Jerk, uh, Rocket, and of course, Puckeye, Mark. Um, you guys have been all great this season. Um, yeah, I mean, we've already been through this through this freaking team all year. But um, just keep on watching. Um, if you're a hockey fan, I know things are going to be tough right now. But if you started watching the, the Giants in 08, it is super emotional to see that pay off later on. So keep the faith. And I know it's kind of hard right now, but keep the faith. Appreciate it, Al. Uh, Chester Tifa with the 199 Super Chat donation. Buy yourself a doggy coin or two. Uh, you have to Doge. say that to my Doge. Who the fuck cares? Doge. It's Doge. Fuck <laughs> cryptocurrency. Don't say doggy coin. We're not. No. No. Fuck that. If I'm going to fuck everything up like everybody says I'm fucking up, I'm going to fuck it up. You know, with my 14.4 modem. All right? I don't give a fucking shit. All right? Now, with that, I have a few things I want to think. <laughs> As much as he's just roasting me right now because, you know, they think they're all great and wonderful. AJ, you know, thank you for doing what you've been doing and everything. Hockey Jerk, even though you've been roasting me up since, you know, earlier tonight when he asked me to, uh, when I asked when the draft lottery is, he sent me a link for Google.com. You know, uh, there's that. Uh, you know, so thank you. Rocket, thank you very much, my dear, for everything. And, you know, to Eric Landy for letting me... Uh, you know, giving me some nights off. I appreciate you, bud. Uh, you know, going down the list. Mark, thank you. I am looking forward to your draft coverage. Al, thank you. I know you do a lot of these, you know, before you have to go into uh, into work at 1 a.m. So it, it's kind of, it's more, your schedule is more weird than a Christian Erhoff slap shot. It's just way out there. Uh, you know, Felix, I know you, you had a rough go with it, you know, uh, with school and everything to try and get in there. Um, and to everybody else, you know, uh, Landy, I, I'm trying, I'm, I'm losing my mind because you guys have, you know, made me fucking lose my fucking mind tonight because you guys are all fucking things up for me. Uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, each and every one of you. Uh, when we started this seven years ago, um, you know, didn't think it would be with it. And the, and the best part is that, you know, uh, we get to do this with some of the most passionate fans uh, in the Sharks fan base that, that actually give a damn. Not going around, making fun of people, retweeting idiots, restart, you know, we had a parody account made out of us this year. I mean, that should tell you something, you know. Um, you know, Kevin. You know, I, I look forward to more, more Barracuda coverage. Uh, we may or may not do a Barracuda after dark uh, for the uh, for the freaking uh, uh, Pacific Division playoffs. So you know, appreciate that. And to all of you, I mean, twenty three hundred subscribers. When we started this thing, we were probably talking to like four people and freaking, you know, Laurel, I think. 
<laughs> but to some of our regulars, Jerry F., Chester Tivo, Laurel, who's been the moderator pretty much since day one, to all of you that have been here, you know, whether you found us now, whether you're like, you know, subscriber 2299 or found us, you know, years ago and went on that magical journey, you know, went on that magical journey for uh, the 2016 run. Just remember, this is the playoffs. The the playoffs and, and the regular season, it's just a big old freaking roller coaster ride. And no matter where you're at, you know, <laughs> whether you can handle it or not, whether it's a dinky little easy little ride, which some some seasons are, where they can, you know, coast into the playoffs, or you freaking get on the combination I mean, picture a, a combination of drop zone and the Incredicoaster at California Adventure in Anaheim. You know, it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. It's why I put up with all the shit I take. You know, it, it's why I keep getting, you know, AOL freaking jokes. You know. All over time. And sometimes I'm going to just lose my freaking mind. You know. So. With that, I'll get out of here. Uh, Sunday night, Pycnologist will probably do a better job than I have on this program. Uh, breaking down the season and get you ready for the playoffs and everything. Um, we'll we'll be covering everything on the draft lottery. When the dra when the Sharks win the draft lottery, we'll, we'll make, you know, we'll cover that. And and everything in between. I know AJ and I. AJ might want to do a show with me when we find out the schedule. So we'll see about that. But um, again, fifty six games. It's rough. It's been fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world right now. Um, even though freaking the Sharks lost six nothing. I mean, Sharks. For the love of God, please. Get this, get this ship turned right. Come on. There are sharks. There are sharks fans that just freaking want to have a Stanley Cup. And yeah, it's gonna take a while, but stick with it and stick with us. I appreciate each and every one of you. And so until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Sunday for Technologist and everything down the road in the off season. Have a great night, everyone.